This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Business by the Numbers. I'm your host, Hundemaris, CPA with Parmelis and Associates. So we're in a world with high interest rates, but how about 75% interest on a loan? Don't think they exist? Well, I just had a client get one last month, and I don't think everyone truly realizes what they're signing up for before they commit to these predatory loans. Seen a lot of them out there. There's a new one every day of the week. But what I want to talk about this week is the ins and outs, what to look out for, and what to know if you're really signing up for. Before we get into that, I want to have a quick word from our partners who make business by the numbers possible. For over 30 years, Napatrax has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Visit them online at napatrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S.com. Promotive has over 40 years of recruiting and automotive experience. If you're in need of qualified technicians and service advisors and want to offload the heavy lifting, visit them online at gopromotive.com. So I get it. No one ever goes into business thinking that they're going to lose money. But whether business slows down or at some point you want to get capital to expand your existing business, it's almost a certainty at some point that you're going to need to borrow money. So I've always said this, and it's very true. Banks lend to money that people that have money not people that need money. If you're losing money and you don't have any money, you're the exact person that could use a loan. I agree, but most likely a bank is not going to give you any money. Are they mean? Are they singling you out? Are they cold-hearted? No, they're a business. Would you do repairs for a customer that you knew probably wasn't going to pay you back? No, probably not. You would say, hey, I am not going to accept payments from you. I'm not going to do that. You can go and someone else can take that risk. The bank is the exact same thing, So why would you be surprised if they treated you any differently? Rest assured, though, there is always people willing to lend you money. But at what cost is the real answer? What I want to talk about now is how these companies work and why it really might seem like a good decision, but it's probably not. So the whole idea of this episode is like a lot of things, you know, actual client experience on this and some of these things I've seen in the past. But every time I get a little bit surprised by it. Obviously, I'm not going to say who this is, but I want to give you a little bit of a backstory because some of you guys could probably commiserate this and some of you guys have probably been in this person's exact same shoes. So what happens when business slows down? Don't have that much capital in the bank. Things start to get tight, start to get maybe cut off from some vendors or maybe kind of get nervous that payroll is not going to clear. It is not the time or place to think about going to a bank. Let's be realistic. Even if this person is in a bankable position, A bank loan is not a quick process. Unless you have an available line of credit or something that you can draw off immediately, you're looking at a month, best case scenario, probably two months. Time is not on your side. So what do you do when you need money and you need it fast? You go to the secondary or even third market out there, the loan sharks. You've probably got these emails. You probably even have gotten some of these phone calls. Hey, you need money today? Boy, do we have the option for you. And the general story is all the same, even though they're all kind of speaking a little bit different language. On the surface, if done correctly, it looks expensive, but it doesn't look outrageous. And hey, you get it. Good, cheap, and fast, you can pick two. Same for your business, same for these guys. Hey, we have money. We can get it to you, but if you want it fast, it's going to cost you money. Now, if you're in a situation like this client's in, and maybe you've been there before, you know how things can get and how things can get panicked. I don't have time to wait. 
if I don't have money in the next three days, I'm going to have to start letting people go or they're probably going to quit when that paycheck bounces as high as this ceiling. Now, help is on the way. These companies, you can go online and by the time you finish this episode, if you really want, you could go get 20, 30, 50, probably even up to 200 or $300,000 almost instantaneously. But where's the catch hunt? How can I get money immediately and have a low interest rate? Now, every once in a while, there's something that throws out there, right? That confuses everyone because the EIDL, the SBA loan on this was almost this easy, right? I had people funded in 48 hours and that's 3.75% interest but never look to the government as kind of a good indicator of what is fiscally responsible. The real kind of sharks or the real big boys in this industry are charging astronomical rates 30, 40 times what the SBA is charging you. So I want to kind of unpack this specific deal for you and then go into a couple other ones that are very similar, but the idea is all the same. You're going to get money. It's going to cost you a lot, but it's probably going to cost you more than you would ever imagine. So this client, he went out and they consider this a line of credit. And now if you look at the paperwork from these guys, that should be the first red flag. Any of you guys that go to get a bank loan are probably used to signing no less than 75 pieces of paper. There is so much disclosure. There is so much stuff that they have to tell you. These guys don't operate by the same rules. I saw the loan agreement that this client sent over. It was two pages. Sign on the dotted line. Here's what you're paying. Now it does give you the core information on there. It gives you interest rates. It gives you how they accrue this. It gives you how they should be paid back, but that's it. Now in some fine print, there's some even scarier stuff in there that I don't even really talk about because I don't even understand what it means. And I really doubt that my client understood that either. And a lot of times what you need to be looking at is not the true cost up front or the cost that they're saying, what are these hidden fees that you don't have to disclose to me? Because these guys operate kind of outside of a general banking standpoint. They aren't lending you money. They usually use some other terms like finance charge or fees. Interest has rules on it, but if you start getting creative and call interest finance charge or call it you know, borrowing fees or lending fees, you can charge pretty much whatever you want, or you can charge whatever interest you want until you get caught. Mafia. That's how they made a lot of their money. Under the table, hard money loans. Yeah, we're not a bank, but we don't also have the same stipulations as a bank either. So the deal was with this client is he was going to get $65,000 and he had to pay them back over 26 weeks or six months. So the deal on the surface is already a little bit scary. Because the big things that we're looking at when we go to get a bank loan is interest rate and terms. Hey, that's great. You gave me 1% interest, but I have to pay you back in two months. How do you ever expect me to do this? I'm using this money to reinvest in a new facility, and it's not going to be up to speed to ever pay you any of this kind of money back in two months. So most of these loans, and if it's the, what we call a short-term loan, really the shortest amount of time is five years that you generally see for a loan. Because a bank realizes, hey, if we give you this money, we don't expect this back in the next six months. Because if you could pay us back in the next six months, you wouldn't be borrowing this money from us. You would probably be doing some other things. And also, they want to get paid back. Is it in their interest to charge you an outrageous amount on a monthly basis that's going to strap you and put you into a tough cash position, which means they might jeopardize the rest of their payments? Or do they play the long game and say, hey, we're getting our interest, we're getting our money, pay us back over five years? So these guys are the exact opposite. Hey, I'm not waiting around five years. I'm going to give you money and you better give me all of my money back and interest in six months. If not, you'll find out, but don't worry about it. So this one on the surface already was throwing up some red flags. How is my client ever going to have the cash to pay this back? 
If he is borrowing this money, just like you might have been in this position before, do you think that $65,000 was already spoken for? I'm sure he's behind on some credit cards he's got to get caught up. Sure, he might be behind with some of his vendors. Hey, maybe he even has an employer or two that he's convinced to hold some checks. Let's be realistic. Of that $65,000, i am going to bet that about 80% of that was gone in a day or two. So this money is spent. So we are going to need to use future profits and future revenues to pay this back. So off the jump, it gets pretty bad because what they put in there in fine print is, hey, we gave you $65,000 asterisk. Read down below, what does asterisk mean? Well, we didn't really give you $65,000 because there was a onboarding fee or loan fee, something, I forget what they called it, but that was 1500 bucks. And that comes right off the top. So you know, you borrowed 65,000, but you only really received 63,500. Day one, we already paid, what's that? 2% of the loan, we're already off to a pretty bad start. Now, like I said, this term is six months. And so they even spell out on there of, okay, if you are to pay us back in six months, while there is not an official weekly payment, but it would work out to be 26 payments of just under $3,000. So if you were able to do this, and were is very heavily emphasized there, if you were able to do this of paying them back in equal installments over the next 26 weeks, you would end up paying them $76,000. It's going to end up costing you about 12000 bucks to do this because we're going to pay them $76,000, which is about eleven grand in interest, plus the money we borrowed, plus the other 1500 bucks for the fees. Is that an outrageous amount of money? Yeah, it's not cheap. If you do the math on it, you know, it's probably in the 30% range, but if there is no other option out there, then hey, you know what? Bakers can't be choosers. Look back on it and say, hey, got me out of a tight spot. I made money. I saved my business. You guys made money on it. I'm not sure that anyone can really be too upset. However, I have almost seen none of these ever go like that. Like I said before, when you look at these, you're painting yourself. You're trying to justify in your own head on, hey, this is not the worst idea. Look at this. You know, it's going to cost me twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000. But hey, what's that? A couple thousand bucks over the next six months. I need to do this. I'm going to get out of this. This is really going to help me. This is going to fix it. However, let's be realistic. That is not what ends up happening. And I'm going to kind of give you two scenarios. One that I wish was more realistic than it really is. And then the last one, which is the worst one, but is almost always exactly how these work out. The first example, it's going to end up costing us $12,000, $13,000 in interest alone. What does that look like in a more realistic standpoint? If we're looking at this and we're saying, all right, we got $65,000, but like I talked about, most of that money is already spoken for. And if it's not, you probably are going to want to put some in the reserves. This, unlike some other ones, do not have a set weekly payment. So if you do not want to pay them for two weeks, you do not have to. Interest still accrues every single week at just over 1%, but you do not have to pay them anything. Why do you think that they would ever not have you pay anything on a weekly basis? Well, you'll find out in a second that they make way more money if you don't pay. They're going to get their money no matter what, but if you pay them slow or you don't pay them at all, they're going to get a lot of interest plus their money back on top. So money spent, stuff got caught up, payroll got caught up, and you said, hey, going to sit on this, give me two weeks to kind of write this ship. And then after that, business should be all right. I should be able to set aside all of my profits and be able to pay back this loan. Remember, we are paying this back from profits. Our payroll is still there. Our vendors are still there. Our overhead is still there. We still have a business to operate. If we start using that money for the loan, then we're right back in the same spot. Full disclosure, this shop does 
I think about around $100,000 a month. If we look at this and we say, all right, we're doing $100,000 a month. Let's say that we're able to write the ship in two weeks and really start printing money. And we're going to show a 20% net. Now, realistically, if you have a business that is in this dire straits, do you think that you're making a 20% net? Probably not, right? If you're making a 20% net, you probably wouldn't need to go get one of these short-term loans. But just walk with me here, right? Again, this is not even best case scenario. This is what I hope was more realistic. Two weeks to fix it, have that meeting, all hands on deck. Guys, whip them into shape. Let's get back to how we used to do it and we're off to the races. If we are doing about $20,000 a month in profit, we need to look at that on a weekly basis. And so on a weekly basis, that would give us about $4,600 in profit. Perfect. I can throw $4,600 at this thing for the final 13 weeks of this, and this is going to be all paid off, and I'm going to be a happy camper. Well, not so much. Let's face it. Your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. You need NapaTrax because it integrates with all the major players, including Napa ProLink, PartsTech, OE RepairLink, Epicor, TireConnect, Mitchell One Pro Demand, and more. NapaTrax has leading-edge tools and technology that your shop needs right now. Unlike the other guys, we'll be there after your installation with the best training and support in the business. Your training includes a learning management system that is tailored to each role in your company. Simply put, Trax was designed and built for shop owners just like you. It all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business to help optimize your shop's workflow, efficiency, and profitability. For over 30 years, NapaTrax has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at napatrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Shop owners, are you struggling to find and retain top tier talent for your automotive shop? Introducing Promotive on the web at gopromotive.com. With over 40 years of combined industry and recruiting experience, we're the ultimate staffing solution. We go beyond traditional agencies. Our team provides dedicated recruiters and account managers advising on processes, compensation, and benefits. We focus on placing technicians and service advisors with shops that offer the best culture, training, and long-term growth opportunities. Trust our experience to match the right talent to your shop. We carefully select shops that value employee excellence and provide an environment for success. Our dedicated team leads the entire process, leveraging our industry knowledge and expertise. Partner with Promotive and experience their advantage to help you build a high-performing team that drives your shop's growth. Visit gopromotive.com today and let us help find and keep the best talent in the industry. You have $4,600 in profit, but I don't imagine, and for this situation, this is not his only loan. You probably have other conventional loans, car loans, credit card payments. Maybe you're on a payment plan with your sales tax. But in this person, he had almost $3,000, about $2,800 in loan payments. So he had $4,600 in profit that he can use to pay down this loan. But $2,800 of that was already getting spoken for by some other loans. And so realistically, he has about $1,800 left over in order to pay this. Now, once he comes to that realization and he starts paying this $1,800, he soon realizes, to his dismay, he is not going to probably do a whole lot of anything for this. 
like we talked about before, if you're going to go out and you're going to borrow 65 grand and you're only going to get 63,500 back, you're not going to have that money left over like we did in the first example, right? Essentially, we were saying, all right, you gave us all this money. We pay you back over the next 26 weeks. Yeah, it's expensive. It's not hateful, but it's probably not possible whatsoever. You pay your parts vendors, you pay your payroll, you pay your taxes, you pay whatever on this, and you probably have a little bit of money left over, hopefully. And if you're smart, you say, you know what? I need to hold on to this reserves. I need to build up my reserves a little bit. And over the next three months, you don't make any payments towards this. Remember, it's a line of credit. So this one does not have an officially weekly, daily, monthly payment. You do not officially have to pay them anything, but every single week that goes by, you're paying them more in interest. Why do you think that they don't really want you to make any monthly or weekly payments? Or why do you think that they don't mandate that? Because they're making more money than you would probably ever imagine, and it only gets worse. So the situation is, like I said, of one that I wish was more common, but it rarely ever happens. And so what I did in this example, because I kind of ran down these scenarios and really looked at the numbers because I was kind of generally curious on if the math actually worked out. Shockingly, I don't really trust these people. So I used my own math with the numbers that they had there to kind of come up with, all right, do I agree with some of their numbers? Yes. And that was probably the first example. Now let's see what the true cost of this is in these other ones. There is some really scary stuff in there in that fine print on there. And we didn't even have to get into this and this is still getting pretty bad. So if we're looking at this and we're saying, all right, three months to write the ship and we're going to kind of turn back around and we are going to knock it out of the park, have that pep talk with the guys, talk to them and say, hey, let's go back to making money here and everything is fixed. Now, full disclosure, I'm going to use kind of this client as an example because it's his business and this is, you know, kind of going to be relevant to him. But also, this is kind of a prototypical shop. He's doing about $100,000 a month. And let's say that after that three-month hiatus, you know, making payments on this, he's able to get the right team in place and they're up there and they're rocking and rolling. So if they're doing $100,000 a month and they are at peak profitability, they're probably making around a 20% net or about $20,000 in profit a month. So if we have $20,000 in profit a month, what does that look like that we have on a weekly basis? That works out to be about $4,600 on a weekly basis in profit. Great. And I'm going to be able to pay that $4,600. So even though I didn't pay anything for the first three months, for the next three months, I'll be able to get all of this knocked out and be done with this. But hang on, not so fast. If we have $4,600 that's available, then that means that's what money we have to pay all of our debts. If you're going out to get some of these crazy credit card advance or aggressive lines of credit like this is, realistically, you probably have some other debt payments, even as simple as cars, credit cards, right? Maybe some back taxes, whatever it might be. And this client does. And so he already has about 2,800 bucks a week, 10,000, a little bit $10,000 a month in payments that are already spoken for, that he already needs to pay out between leases, car payments, and a couple other loans that he has on the books. So since a lot of that money is already spoken for, he does not have 4,600 bucks a week. All he has is $1,800. But again, best case scenario, he is going to put all of his profit towards this and be diligent and really try and dig himself out of this hole. Now, if he pays them $1,800 for the last three months of this, he's going to end up paying them in total around $24,000 in payments. Now, as you remember, we got $65,000, well, really $63,000. How much do you think we still owe these people at the end of this term? We still owe them around sixty-five dollars because for that first three months, we weren't making any payments. It was already accruing interest that entire time. 
And then after that, we still were accruing interest and we were knocking it down some, but we were almost barely just covering the interest, which means by the end of the term, we had already paid them 25 grand and we still owe them $65,000. It's pretty much like we paid them nothing because we paid them that much in interest. Now, like I talked about before, that fine print on there, those little kind of fees and late payments and missed principal payments, there's a lot of different things down there that they talk about, not a whole lot that they really explain in much detail. I will guarantee you that some of those fees also get tacked on top of this. And so even in this situation, which I'd say is probably the best case scenario for a general shop, you just paid 24 grand, you owe them back $65,000, but wait, not so fast. We were told we were going to be paid back in six months. You did not pay us back in six months. So no, it is not going to be $65,000 that you owe us. It's going to be more like $100,000 or whatever it is. The reason that I say that is because if you look at the official loan documents on it, they said that they're accruing at 1.23% a week. Now it says APR is 76% a year. If you look at that and you kind of factor out interest on top of interest, then it does kind of close to the 74%, but it's still a little bit off. So there is some hidden fees in here that I don't even think that they're going to disclose. I will give you a great example of why I am almost certain that there would be an additional fee on top of this. Think about that 0% APR financing that you get. And legitimate banks do this. Wells Fargo, Chase. I mean, legitimate is kind of funny when you're talking about banks. But no, realistically, anything has rates. But if you go outside of the term, they hit you with something. Hey, you're going to pay us 20%. You miss a payment. Now it's 35%. Why would these guys that are kind of robbing us blind up and down, left and right, be any different? So best case scenario, we pay them 24 grand and still owe the 65,000 back. What ends up happening? You go back to them and say, I'm sorry, I messed up. I will do better this time. So they say, you know what? We forgive you. So we are going to wrap you up and we're going to do another one, $65,000. Now here's the catch. We're not going to give you $65,000. You owe us $65,000. So we're going to start the clock again and you have another six months to pay us back. And that's where it goes back to the first situation. Hey, maybe everything is going fine, but remember, we only have $1,800 a week to give them. Most of this money is already spoken for. It takes three grand a week to pay this back in their terms and we have almost half of that available to do. You can see here how it's almost impossible to ever get out of these. The amount of money that they want to be paid back is physically impossible for most businesses to keep current with their current obligations, to pay any obligations they already have, and to dig themselves out of this hole. What ends up happening is I see 20, 30, 50, $80,000 of interest and loan amounts are still going up every single year. Because by the time you've paid your interest, pretty much all of your profit is out the door. Now, let's go on to the last case scenario. And what I kind of end up seeing is probably the most logical. And this is a bit of a stretch on it. I did this and said, hey, you know what? I'm not going to make any payments on this. We don't technically have to make any payments, but it's going to cost us. And I wanted to see, okay, how much is this going to cost us? Now, I said that this is the most common example. Is it the most common that they pay absolutely nothing? No. Maybe one payment here, two payments there. They try and forget about it. So maybe three payments. But just to give us the complete opposite end of the spectrum, let's say that we were to go out, borrow this money, get to 63.5 on it and say, you know what? I'm going to forget about this for six months. What is that balance going to look like at the end of the six month term? So grand total at the end of that six month period, we have not paid them a single cent and we owe them right around $90,000.
That's how fast this stuff goes up. It's almost $26,000 in interest. And that's assuming that they do not hit us any more on missed payments. Like I said, there's something in there called a missed principal fee that accrues at 0.3% per day, but there is no sort of terms. There's no dates on this. So that makes me think that this is going to be a very subjective thing. And I've seen this firsthand. They come back, they say, hell, we have this clause. You have to pay us this. Who are you going to complain to? They have the money. Do you have money to go out and have a lawyer to go back? No, they have you by the throat and they know it. And they just keep on sticking the knife deeper, sticking the knife deeper. And you never get out of it. So now we went there. We borrowed 65. We got 63. We didn't make any more money because we did not fix the underlying issues. And that is the most common example of going on here. What puts you into this situation is generally a lack of cash flow, which is from a lack of profitability. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. If you don't fix the underlying issues, if you don't fix the underlying problems there and make your business more profitable, then this is the scenario that you're going to look at. Borrow money, accrue interest, refinance, borrow money, accrue interest, refinance. That is the only way out. It's physically impossible to do anything else unless you have the profit to do so. So this case, just like the previous case before, what did these people do? Yeah, great. We will tie this up and instead of paying us back 65 grand over six months, now you got to pay us back 90,000. If we already know paying them back 65 grand over six months is not realistic, how the heck do we ever think that we're going to be able to pay $90,000? And then what does that number go up to? 120, 150? It just keeps on getting worse and worse. I almost never, ever see people take one of these loans from vendor, even though that they've been bamboozled. Realistically, most of them end up taking two, three, four, five, because you're stuck in the cycle and it's almost impossible to get out of. The numbers just don't add up. It is not possible in what they're trying to do. This is just kind of one example on it. It's not set out here to bash people. It's not set out here to make people feel stupid. This is something that has happened to a lot of very smart people. And even me looking at this, yeah, everything goes fine. There's easy to justify to myself on an opportunity that could make sense. Hey, you know what? If I go out and I say, hey, I'm going to give someone $100,000 and in six months they're going to give me 200 grand. Sure. You know what? I'll give 20 grand of away for interest. I'm still ahead $80,000. But the scary part about this is the repayment is just not possible. And the most common one that we see on this is not a line of credit like this that says, hey, pay us back or don't, we'll make money either way. Usually these guys are somehow attached to a credit card. Is it from your credit card company? Some credit card companies do this, most do not. But what ends up happening is they say, hey, you know what? You are probably not the best credit risk, hence the reason why we have this business relationship on it. So I have zero trust that you're going to give us the money that we were owed. So... Instead of asking you for payment, I'm going to take your payment from you. And what does that look like? What ends up happening in these situations is they almost become your credit card processor to a certain degree, or the credit card processor goes to them, they take out their cut, and they push it over to you. Now, some of these ones are extremely high. Like I said before, even if 20% of your sales are going back to them, it's probably not going to pay it back. A lot of these credit cards are taking about 25, I've even seen as high as 35%, but let's just call it 25%. So if you have $1,000 come in that day, they're going to take 250 bucks and they're going to give you $750. They are going to get paid back. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. How could they not get paid back? They are taking your money. They're already taking this off of the top. 
Now, remember what we talked about before and what we always talk about on here. The desired net profit level of a shop is around 20%. A realistic target to shoot for that is a very strong shop is making about a 20% net, meaning 20% of our sales is going into my pocket. So how can I commit 25% of my sales to go to this credit card payment, to go to pay back this loan? The math just doesn't work. If I don't even have 25% in profit, then not only am I giving them my profit, I'm giving them a piece of my overhead. I'm giving them a piece of my parts. I'm giving them a piece of the money that was allocated to those. So like I said, this company is going to get paid back. Not a matter of if, just a matter of when. Who's not going to get paid? Your credit cards, your NAPA account your overhead, maybe you're behind in utilities, maybe you miss a payment on your health insurance. There's just not enough money on this. And so what ends up happening at the end of these ones and these credit card ones always have repeat customers. It's the best business ever. It's impossible to not be a repeat customer in most situations. So what ends up happening is their payments are different. It's They try and work out to be about the same thing, like six months based on what your kind of past credit card deposits have been. But it all depends on how good your sales are, right? If you have a ton of sales, they'll get paid back quicker and vice versa. Let's say at the end of the six months, they're all paid in full. We know it. They took their money. What do you think that your business looks like? Even if you were operating at a 20% net profit margin for that entire six-month period, you still were losing 5% every single month in cash. It was probably very hard for you to even stay in business over that time because you got that money, you made it go to vendors, you didn't have much reserves, and every single week you're burning money because you need to give them more money than you're putting in the door. And if you're not burning cash, that means you're getting behind on vendors. So at the end of that six months, you go back to them and say, hey, I'm actually probably in a worse place than I was when I got to you guys. When I came to you, I was behind on credit cards, I was behind on my vendors, and I needed money. Now here I am in the same exact situation. I'm behind on my credit cards, I'm behind on my vendors, and I need money. And what did they say? Not a problem. Here you go. We're going to give you another 65 grand. We're going to take our 25% off of your credit cards and you are on your way. You can see how this just vicious cycle. Every six months, you're going back there because you are not correcting the ship. And even if you are correcting the ship, it's probably not realistic to ever think that you're correcting the ship enough to possibly pay them back this fast. And they know it. Everyone knows it. But yet here they exist. Why? It's predatory lending 101. They have an opportunity. They see this. People that are backed into a corner don't have options. And these guys make their money and a lot of it off of people that don't have options. Like I said, this is not something to shame someone. This is a terrible position to be in. A lot of people, especially small business owners, take this very personally, treat their employees like they are family, and a lot of times that they are family. And so you never want to see something fail. I mean, realistically, I don't see a lot of small businesses fail. Right Over the years, I can only have a handful that have truly just went out of business. I personally am kind of a little bit annoyed by how scrutinized some of the small business are by banks because small business ones notoriously pay back their debt. If this is your sole source of income for your family, do you think that you're going to just walk away on that note and let the bank take it? No. Small business owners pay their debts. It might be late, it might be high interest, it might be big borrowing and steals, but they pay their money. Now, 
Wells Fargo, Chase, JP Morgan, PNC, they're giving money out like hotcakes for an $80 million high rise. What happens to those guys when things get tough? They file bankruptcy and say, you guys figured out, I'll move on to the next one. And they'll come out of bankruptcy and these people will give them the same amount of money. So I get it. We live in a messed up system. Banks lend money to those kind of people. They don't really want to help out truly the people that are hurting. And it's very hard. When you don't have time, when time is not on your side, you need to do something and you need to do something fast. But what is the alternative here? You say, okay, Hunt, be careful. Don't do this stuff. Let's say that I'm in this exact situation. What would you do if you were in my shoes? Short-term loans are there for a reason. Now, this one is a pretty hateful interest rate. I don't want to give any free advertising because I don't really advocate for these guys. But take a look at it that there is business short-term loans. If you just Google this, there's a ton of them out there. Some of the major kind of banks and credit card companies are doing these things. Even some of the payment send and receive, it's PayPal. It'd be weirder for me to not say PayPal on that. Not that I'm recommending PayPal, but I've had a couple of clients take those. Like this one, very similar idea. Hey, if done correctly, if you can actually commit to being able to pay back in the three, six, nine, 12 months, whatever it is, the fees are pretty high, but they're much less than a credit card. 10, 15 now. This is in lower interest rates time, probably 15, 20%. So hateful, but doable. If you need to get money, you need to get money fast. I don't care. It, it needs to happen. Your choices are 20% interest or go out of business. Then, hey, we're paying 20% interest. The biggest thing on that one is make sure that you can commit to those terms. Read the fine print and make sure that you really know what you're signing up for. Don't convince yourself that, hey, I can do this. Really do the math on this because not only does it not help you, it could end up putting you in a worse spot. Now, that's if you kind of need more of a direct infusion of a bunch of cash. If you're behind on other stuff, you already owe people. For whatever reason, that one's more, those guys just put cash in your bank account. Whatever you do, it is more or less up to you. Now, the better one or kind of the smaller Band-Aid fix is you have credit cards, you have credit in your business, utilize that. Let's say that you are getting behind on stuff. I would rather preserve my cash and run up my credit card, even if it's at 23% interest. 23% interest compared to some of these loan shark guys does not look too bad. Now, obviously, 23% interest is still very high. So if you have decent enough credit, you can also play a game where you kind of hop around that balance to other credit cards. So I owe $35,000 on this one card. I'm going to do a balance transfer over to this Chase business card that has an introductory offer of 0% balance transfers for six months. So I can bring that 35,000 over there to this new Chase business card. For the next six months, it does not accrue any interest. Now, like we talked about before, the end of that six months, it doesn't just start accruing interest. All the interest that was forgiven now comes back to bite you too. So again, it's the terms of this. Hey, am I going to be able to pay this off before the end of this six months? Or you can, again, try and wrap this up into another 0% or lower interest one and kind of keep on kicking the can forward. Now, all of these situations are still shorter term solutions, no matter if it's a short term loan or credit cards that you're kind of kicking down the road and building up this snowball. They're all short term bandaid fixes. The only true way to kind of right the ship is once you've kind of got the immediate fires taken care of, you fix the underlying issues, the underlying profitability. Now you can go to a bank. You don't have a whole lot of money, but you got good profit. You got good cash flow. You can now go to a bank and say, hey, I get it. 
I'm an idiot. I kind of ran this thing into the ground. I took my finger off the pulse, kind of let some wrong people in here and put us into a wrong direction. I borrowed some money at very high interest. I've righted the ship and now I need a loan to kind of wipe all this stuff out and wrap it into a more manageable monthly payment. Not to say that banks would be happy to give you money for this, but I've seen a lot of these situations where banks will come in there and say, hey, we get it. We see the trends. We see the corrections on this. And you know what? We do trust you. So we'll give you that hundred grand, pay off those credit cards, pay off that credit card advance on it, and you're going to pay us back at 8% interest. You'll probably be the first person that went to the bank and just thanked them and gave them a hug for giving you 8% interest. But the beautiful thing about that loan is probably not going to have to be paid back for at least five years. So not only is the interest rate going to be a huge sigh of relief and a huge weight off of our back, instead of giving them a weekly payment for six months, we're now going to be able to give them a monthly payment for five years. And then hopefully at the end of that five years, not only have you paid on that loan, you've got your reserves back up and you've continued to progress your business. Like I said, no one plans to go into business to lose money. Sometimes you get in a crunch. Make sure you know what you're signing up for. Make sure that you are exhausting all of your options before going to these. And then if you do, make sure that you have a realistic plan to try and get yourself out of this. So please share with friends. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, please shoot me an email at podcast at Thanks again for listening on the Aftermarket Radio Network. You can find all shows on aftermarketradionetwork.com and on your favorite podcast listing apps. So thanks again for joining me on Business by the Numbers. Stay safe out there, and I will talk to you all next week. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.